0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Tomfoolery starring Jerry Springer. Along with Gene Galvin and me, I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the one and the only man.
1: Jerry Springer. <laughs> All of that's a lie, eh? It's not Jerry Springer. It's Dean Galvin, his sidekick and producer, executive producer, lifetime executive producer. Senior executive. Senior. (laughs) Anyway, and Megan Hills is uh, on a break. Jerry Springer's on a break. He actually is recording episodes of the Judge Jerry Show. So uh, we're doing this different thing, if you haven't tuned in before, uh, because we were going to just do reruns, which we've done in the past when Jerry's done a hiatus in the summer, which he always has. But we thought now i'm gonna do this stupid ass bike ride so why don't we just put that on the air so i am doing this thing we're calling rolling down america i started in whitefish montana there's this vague goal of albuquerque new mexico who knows uh so i'm in i guess the second week and a half or so of this ride took amtrak from cincinnati to whitefish montana unloaded the bikes fixed the handlebar which amtrak broke uh and got on our bikes we're on e-bikes double battery e-bikes what the hell i'm 78 years old give me a break don't don't say oh
0: you're a cheater gene and and going up and down mountains
1: yeah 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 when you're 78 come on out here and do this and then i couldn't do it (laughs) (laughs) i don't know so anyway uh, so we're riding uh we've been doing 50 65 miles a day camped out every night now tonight's different i'm i'm in a very uh, prestigious uh motel chain called super eight across the street is what i consider in my regular life a gourmet restaurant pizza hut oh, yeah. so i'm probably going to go over there so uh, dr gray and i got a couple rooms uh we're just kicking back i'm gonna Probably call him later on after, uh, and Super Eight's got a deal going where they'll actually pay for the suds to wash my clothes. They've got a laundromat here built in, and I'm going to get breakfast in the mornings. It's a hell of a deal, hundred one dollars, Dillon, Montana. If you want to, you know, Google that. That's where we are. Now, by the way, in the last week, I'm telling you, this is a blast. Hey, there was a precarious moment where temperatures were really hot in the lower country when we first started down in the valley the Bitterroot right. valley it's called and it was up uh you know over 100 and it was frankly kind of brutal and uh there was a moment where my riding partner thought man, i don't know about this because i don't have to do this and i said dude if you gotta go you gotta go and i didn't say oh man up ride on, blah, blah, blah. And then he got some more miles under him. And and here's the point. There were two issues. There were three issues. Heat, road riding, which I've Mm -hmm. done a fair amount of, distance riding, putting panniers on my bike and riding hundreds of miles at a pop, sharing the road, as they say, and having people passing you by some of the pricky ones, which there were only several, that are almost passing brushing your shoulder. And by the way, on roads with speed limits, two-lane roads, seventy miles an hour, so they were going eighty. Yikes! So the road, the heat was an issue. The road riding was an issue, and the uh, emerging mountain passes that get up. So far, we've been up, you know, seventy-four hundred elevation. Cincinnati's about, uh, you know, I live in the greater Cincinnati area, northern Kentucky. It's about eight hundred feet elevation. Mm-hmm. This is. Uh, you know, we went over a pat we went over Badger Pass today. We went over Big Hole Pass yesterday, and those are you know mid seven thousand. So, wow. uh, so you know, do you wonder if you don't have much experience? This Larry uh, just bought an e bike uh, six months ago, and if you don't have experience in riding in conditions like that, you 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 don't know right. wh- how you're going to feel. Well, to be honest, now he's feeling good. He's kicking my ass and I think he's a jerk. <laughs> you know, he's riding faster at me in the end of the day. And I'm like, where's he? Where's the old Dr. Gray who was kind <laughs> of intimidated by this? I miss the old Dr. Gray. Anyway, we're we're rolling on. So we are, uh, Dillon, Montana is about, I don't know, 150 miles from West Yellowstone. Oh, nice. We picked up a rumor today and I haven't been able to corroborate it of, um, there, there someone said there was a bear attack in yellowstone i guess like yesterday or today Uh-oh. and they shut down tent camping but i don't know if that's accurate because you know every now and then there's a bear attack in yellowstone and but i didn't hear about this current one i've never heard about closing down tent camping because we're camping in a lot of the hiker biker campsites so let, let me explain this real fast okay uh when you if you try to go to a national park right now forget about it it's so packed there's such a covid rebound there are so many people outside which is great that to go on the going to the sun road in glacier national park we just came from glacier national park we didn't go into the park because i've been there and dr gray's been there four or more times backpacking i've been on the going to the sun road many times it's unbelievable you can't get on the going to the sun road to ride through glacier national park to see the waterfalls the snow-capped mountains the wild animals that you'll see just driving without a pass uh, a a pre-gotten pass off of the internet gotcha yellowstone is jammed But the deal is, if you're willing to walk in with a pack on your back or ride in with your gear on your bike, they just wave you in. Oh, okay. They say, go on in. And all the campsites are filled. Well, they got some first come, first serve early in the morning. Mm -hmm. But they've got hiker-biker areas. We were in one last night at Bannock State Park in Montana, where I don't care how many bikers roll in. You just go camp over there with the other bikers, which we did. Yeah. So we're headed for Yellowstone, haven't been able to confirm whether or not there's some problem with uh, bears. Uh, by the way, if you're watching and listening on Facebook Live right now, so what is it? It is, uh, what, is it? the 6th of July, 7 yep. o'clock Eastern time. <clears throat> then make a comment if you want to make a comment. If you have a question, write it. David's watching those. And, yeah. uh, and if but-
0: Beth Leighton say says hello everyone and Eva del Toro Ramirez is watching with her as well. Good deal. Hello to you guys. If anybody's heard anything about Yellowstone,
1: uh, speak up, send us a comment because uh, I'm trying to find out because we're, th- I'm thinking three days away from Yellowstone. Uh, the first big benchmark in this uh, stupid ass ride down America. Uh that was our first big goal is to hit Yellowstone. The Tetons follow that. And then it's uh, into Wyoming where it's again like Montana. It's very sparse, uh, sort of desolate, long rides, seeing nothing. So we're carrying you know, water and Gatorade uh, to get us through the day, carrying food in our pockets, uh, but always getting somewhere at night. Mm-hmm. We haven't had the stealth camp yet. Um, but we will, if we have to, yeah. we've kept, we've slept in, the at a fairgrounds. Uh, we've slept in, uh, a state park last night. We've been in national forests. Um, uh, we've been in a KOA, a campground of America. Uh, but as I say, we're generally camping. This is, uh, I think like maybe once a week, we'll try to hit a cheap motel
0: somewhere. No offense, super eight. I don't want you to think we think you're cheap. Is this pre pre-uh set, Gene, or are you guys like googling on your phones? Where's a campground 60 miles away?
1: It's a good question. There is a place in Missoula, Montana, which we visited. Got our pictures taken. They put it on, put our pictures on the board, and it's called Adventure Cycling Association of America. It's been around for a bunch of years. They are amazing. They have routed. They have riders who go out and ride and route all these different rides. We're on the Trans America route. <clears throat> we picked it up in Missoula and we'll take it as far as Pueblo, Colorado. Then we'll make a decision of whether we head left and go east towards Kansas, Missouri, Illinois, Kentucky, Tabria, mm-hmm. Kentucky, or we may go over the mountain pass to taos and the santa fe and the albuquerque they these maps from the trans america bike route developed by the adventure cycling association of america are amazing and you can get them digital we chose to get them old school paper and i'll tell you why you stick it in your back pocket you can open it up at any point flip over to the backside it's all broken into units so it's folded down and no bigger and a little bigger than a cell phone, and you can see your route for the day because pretty much that's the amount you can consume in a day. Maybe two of those little segments because okay. that would be fifty miles or so. Hmm. On the back side of the map, it has all this information about camping, food, lodging, uh, sites to see, etc.
0: Okay, it's
1: very detailed. And we're not just winging it. We're following those maps. We can deviate if we choose. Gotcha. But they are rich in there. And we are seeing other cyclists, some Nobo, some Sobo. uh, That means northbound, southbound. We're on a section that's north and south. It really ultimately is east and west. Okay. That we've seen some Nobo riders uh, that would be headed towards Missoula. And then they'll turn left and head for Seattle. Yeah. Um, we've seen i saw a rider today heading north and <clears throat> you know you're both riding along nobody stops <clears throat> but it's uh you know I, you might yell they might mm-hmm. yell you know bound for where, and you'll yell an answer and they'll do the same okay when we're camping we're getting into more extended conversation we've been talking to a guy uh named tim from seattle originally from south africa got to america in 80 is now a citizen along with his wife and they live in Seattle. He's a real interesting guy because he has ridden all over the world and he's just on another one of his rides. And so we run into him multiple times because we're on kind of the same pace and the same route. Last night we met some people uh, and I might mention, So if you look north, south, and if you got out or got on your phone and looked at a map of the U.S., the Continental Divide runs from northwest Montana from the border of Canada, Jasper, that area, and runs down uh, through, well, the Yellowstone area runs kind of alongside uh, Rawlings, uh, Wyoming, uh, past the Wind River Range and runs then into Colorado Mm -hmm. and goes all the way to Mexico. There is, done by the same entity, Adventure Cycling, the great, let me get the name right, the Great Divide Mountain Bike Route. And those people are camping where we're camping because those, that route, those are uh, fire roads, dirt fire roads and single track roads that are parallel to the two lanes we're riding. So we're on hard surface, those guys and women are over on dirt. Wow. But we'll often camp together. Like last night, we were camping with two groups who were on the Great Divide Mountain Bike route. And one I wanted to t- talk about, and that's a guy named Malcolm a builder builds mm-hmm. houses in seattle he's got a 14 year old old name sam and sam according to sam and malcolm 14 years old was on course to become this mountain biking maniac kid the kind of kids that snowboard at some little half ass ski resort and then they end up in the olympics mm-hmm. because they're skilled and they're crazy yeah and they're just on it Daredevil. this daredevil. And Sam was one of those kids. And then he turned academic. Hmm. And uh, as well as like inside stuff, video games and you know, what's teenagers like. Yeah. So his dad and mom get this, made him ride the Great Divide Trail from Canada to Mexico. Wow. Hey David, it'd be like your mom and dad saying, David are in the house too much watching that gd tv you're going to summer camp i <laughs> don't want to go to summer camp and they say you're gone and then you go a lot it happens to a lot of kids yeah and they know oh, because that's your mom and dad and they got the power <laughs> no they said you're gonna ride about two thousand miles down oh. america
0: in the dirt oh boy so i
1: talked to sam last night his dad standing around and i'm asking sam all these questions i said hey sam do you, do you want to do this, Rod? And he said, "I absolutely do not." Oh, that's harsh. I do not that want to harsh. do this. <laughs> I said, "Wait a second. I said, hold on. You didn't want to do it, but now you do, right, Sam?" And he says, "I still don't want to do it." <laughs> oh,
0: poor kid.
1: Oh, no, he's phenomenally good-natured. And I said to him, Sam. I'm like a grandfather and an ex-educator, and I've I know a lot of kids. Trust mm-hmm. me, if you do this, the day will come when you will say that was the for greatest sure. moment of my life.
0: Yeah, for sure. And he
1: said, and he said, that's the theory. <laughs> I said, do you buy the theory? And he says, I think I do. Oh, there you and go. Hey, hey, when they left this morning, they left a few minutes before us, all packed up. And he and his dad were joking and laughing. And I, my tent was right next to theirs last night. And they were joking and laughing and, <laughs> you know, uh, punking each other till about 1030 at night. But that's Sam's story. That's so that I just, I thought, you know, thought, man, that is great. <laughs>
0: when he said, no, I do not want it.
1: I said, I said, what would you rather be doing? He says, uh, inside stuff, uh-huh. In something inside.
0: It's like 110
1: anyway. degrees out. Well, he said to me, he said, they say, he's having these great experiences. He's been going into bars with his dad in Montana <laughs> and it's, it's Montana. So any kid can go in a bar and sit right on a bar suit. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. And guys are walking around with big, you know, 44 pistols. And I'm like, what, the, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I got a guy, I got a Ruger 454 Cazole and I, I wouldn't want to be dragging that damn thing around with me. So I get. <laughs> guns i have guns but what are you doing I, mm. I think they're afraid of the black lives matter people coming to you know Dillon, montana or something no no i don't think you have to worry about that no. so uh anyway um so he goes into bars with his dad and he thinks that's cool and oh yeah you know and actually it is but uh yeah montana is a and by the way i love montana good uh folks listening don't get me wrong i love this place i keep coming back to montana and the politics are about half crazy and the other half are just like me maybe mm-hmm. a little more or the other way but uh you know and i, I put on uh, my facebook page a uh, picture that somebody assigned somebody had made on a ranch as you're riding oh, yeah. along it said trump won and the USA lost, mm. and I felt like stopping at that ranch and knocking on a door and saying, uh, "You know, uh, he lost by seven million votes. You know that. <laughs> you know he lost Georgia and Arizona, and you know he lost two more senators from Georgia a few days after that. You know he lost in an electoral college landslide. He was never had his head above water in public opinion." Vocals <laughs> that they entered. No, he freaking did not win ever. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hey, by the way, uh, anybody's ever traveling out this way, you had got to go, if you're anywhere near the kind of area we've been traveling, you've got to go to the big whole battlefield. A few years back, actually multiple times, I rode out on my Harley once. I rode with my family once. There's a there's a place called uh, the Little Bighorn. Everybody mm-hmm. knows. Everybody knows Little Bighorn.
0: Yeah.
1: And they know that Custer and Sitting Bull and the uh, Oglala Sioux had uh, you know a big big brawl, and Custer died. Mm-hmm. They all died. Yeah. And so the army then uh and they picked the fight by the way. So this this is not uh critical race theory. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. The army picked the fight, Sitting Bull was a better commander, the warriors were tougher, they won. Mm-hmm. And so the army then went after him to retaliate. He had, you know, wounded knee and all these things. And Sitting Bull escaped to Canada. So go forward from there to a uh, chief of the Nez Purse.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, uh located in um in Idaho. All right. And they lived their lives. And they've been living their lives and their people before them for many years, which means they lived off the land and, you know, killed buffalo, slash bison, and mm-hmm. uh used everything in the animal, and they were very efficient and Chief Joseph was the chief of one of the major bands of the Nez Perce, N-E-Z, and then Mm -hmm. P-E-R-C-E. So, settlers came across America, and they got to their country in Idaho, which is right at the border of Montana, and they wanted this property, and what did we do? The armies went to the leaders, and they sat them all down, which they were willing to do, Mm-hmm. and they said uh we want some of this land and the nez purse said what you would expect them to say and i'm holding up my middle finger screw you <laughs> they gave him the finger as same as the uh, montanians would do and the highlands would do and kentuckians would do if somebody came in today and said dude we really want a big chunk of kentucky mm-hmm. and by the way just to help you have the conversation we got an army right out there ready to help persuade you yeah so the nez Perce said screw you you can't have it and then they pushed and they pushed and there were skirmishes and then the nez Perce and chief joseph and looking glass was one of the chiefs under him they said look we'll make a deal with you uh we'll give you the land outside of this huge boundary as Chief Joseph said, "If we can have this amount of land, we can live forever, and we don't need any more. We don't need what's in Florida, yeah, you know, or in Spokane, Washington, what became that. Mm-hmm. Signed a treaty, and all everything was acceptable. And then some settlers were crossing the reservation, which belonged to the Nez Perce." Mm-hmm. And they ignored the treaty, and started rooting around for gold in the streams, and they found gold. They ignored the treaty and started to get gold out of the ground. The army then came and said, we got a problem. And This is the scary point. The army realized, and they were the the voice and the authority of the federal government back in Washington, that they couldn't stop these settlers from violating the treaty. So they go to the Nez Perce and they got all the bands together and they said, we need more land. And Chief Joseph said, no way. He was like Tecumseh back in the Midwest. He said, no, this is too much. The answer is no. They walked out of the treaty meetings. A small group of nest Purse, a smaller band, said, Well, the little chunk of land you want to shrink the reservation down to, the goal was on that other parts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is the land we're already living on. So yeah, we'll sign that treaty. Yeah. They signed away Chief Joseph's band, the Walla Walla, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. I had to go back and clean up that on research. And they and they they signed away chief joseph's property and chief joseph started on the move his plan was to get to canada if need be and hook up with sitting Mm bowl and if nothing else live out freedom in canada he starts to go there and the army starts to follow and they had battle after battle 800 members of his band so this was men women children and warriors okay a huge battle was fought to me it ranks up there with uh, the little Bighorn battlefield which I have been to
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's very impressive also by the way very beautiful yeah so they go they found their way to a place called Big Hole which is uh, uh, you know outside of the Bitterroot Valley up in the higher elevation mm-hmm. and it early in the morning before they had awakened, uh, captain gibbon and the army re- rushed the encampment of the nez Perce, shot into their teepees at ground level to kill people women men children the nez Perce woke up in all this chaos engaged in the fight beat back the soldiers uh, killed a bunch of them uh, overtook their two howitzer positions got their guns and then they uh, oh, a 24-hour battle and then they got away and they eventually tried to get to Canada and Chief Joseph didn't make it and gave this wonderful speech which starts off I will fight no more forever it's a very sad speech because it's a surrender speech mm-hmm. but he is very important in history Interestingly enough, the adults we talked to in Montana know this story because it's all part of what's taught in their schools. It's their history.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I didn't uh, know
1: that. Pretty interesting. So -hmm. that's just uh, something I ran into that, you know, I sort of said we would see what we see and uh, talk a little politics. Uh, I had uh, this long conversation with Malcolm from Seattle. He says he's been talking politics with people Mm -hmm. and people from Montana are living in like shangri-la it's like a bubble they they're now it's all white Mm -hmm. there aren't even uh, many uh latino hispanics and uh i haven't seen an african-american person so they're living up here in this uh, essentially a white bubble Mm -hmm. with uh, all the resources they need timber cattle gold etc and um they can't understand what the hell's going on down in way down there and in other america
0: yeah it's kind of
1: kind of interesting it's it's very uh weird Uh, last thing i want to tell you about if you're traveling up this way another thing to see and it's you know it's all part of this dark scramble for gold
0: Mm -hmm. uh
1: but there is uh bannock state park by the way montana state parks are amazing they're very beautiful
0: yeah
1: and the one we camped in last night is a place where they have preserved this town called Bannock, which is now an abandoned mining town where the people Ooh. who mined live. So there's a schoolhouse you can go through. There's a hotel. There's a bar. There's housing. And it's all preserved from the 1800s. And wow, uh, is a piece of history. It's magnificent. Kids would love it, et cetera.
0: That does sound fun. Leah Brown Fogel is watching. Wendy Watts is watching. And she says, best podcast love from the UK. Ah, good. We love the UK. So,
1: you know, and I'm trying to give you guys over there through these five sessions a little, uh, maybe broader taste of what's in America, particularly. It's funny because when you talk to Europeans, they have such antiquity. And they have these mm-hmm. magnificent uh, old churches and and buildings of all sorts and history. And America's cathedrals, in my opinion, are its sublime mountains
0: mm-hmm.
1: and pastoral streams. We've seen it all out here.
0: yeah.
1: And we, we've been seeing every aspect of Montana in our travels. And, and maybe the last thing I'll say is, if you ride a bike down America or across America, Uh, here's the advantage of it you are seeing the country in slow motion right which is quite different from flying over it obviously Mm -hmm. or even driving in in a car at 70 80 miles an hour Mm -hmm. you're seeing it you know yesterday we saw a golden eagle perched on a rock i've never seen a golden evil eagle in my life and i've seen Lots of bald eagles in Alaska and even one in a place called New Richmond, Ohio, not far mm-hmm. from where we normally do the podcast. But a golden eagle I've never seen. They're even bigger, and, right? Oh, they're huge. Wow. And they're majestic. And it was just sitting on a rock in the Man. middle of the prairie. And it was maybe 30 cool. feet off the road. Oh my god. And it never moved. And we got pictures.
0: Holy And cow. and
1: I'm telling you, if you were in a car you wouldn't see that. What,
0: yeah. Right by,
1: right by yeah. the work on work on, you know, 10 miles an hour, 15 miles an hour yeah. uh, coming down these mountain passes. We're doing 25 and 30, but we're normally rolling at 10, 15 miles an hour. So cool. you see everything.
0: Add it all. And,
1: and that is, in my opinion, we're seeing it the way, you know, cowboys who move cattle from right. Texas to Montana likes like what is uh described in lonesome dove we're seeing it at that pace man that's and magnificent
0: oh my goodness that is so cool sherry russell is watching
1: hey sherry how you doing all right guys so that's uh rolling down america for july 7th uh plan to be back here on the 14th i will be somewhere i have no idea where we'll be (laughs) i think we'll be uh beyond yellowstone in case you get eaten by a bear Oh boy. but you know so uh along the way i stopped and i think you'll be able to see this and got a can of this so that's right on the seat post
0: bear spray
1: yeah that's bear spray that's counter assault that's my favorite kind i kind of like the uh i kind of like the weight of it the size of it it's yeah, enough to re- not, repel right. a bear
0: not too big but not too yeah you know, yeah you could do some damage sherry russell says you're my hero gene galvin oh come on
1: sherry we're we're all each we're all heroes <laughs> i'm just i'm enough to go out and uh well not now it's not so hot anymore i got a fleece on what the hell you're in an air-conditioned uh, hotel i'm in air air-conditioned <laughs> super eight
0: <laughs> i'm
1: living large
0: jerry springer wouldn't be caught dead there
1: I don't think so. He, he, no, no. Let's be honest. He would not. He would not. And I just no. got a phone call from his and my mutual buddy, Lewis Beck, and Lewis and Jerry and I are all mutual friends, and they both think I'm a freaking idiot. <laughs> so it isn't like people are. Oh, I want to be like jeans. Like uh-huh. I, they're like Sam. You know, <laughs> Sam the kid. Was out. Uh-huh. No, I don't want to do that ride. Right. No. Too
0: hot. I want to be inside.
1: I want to be playing video games or something.
0: Uh huh. You love the adventure. I right, well, I love this kind of travel,
1: and uh, uh, I, I actually love it. I wouldn't do it, but so anyway. And I'm on the lookout. I'm gonna put the the bat signal out. If anybody can find a Honda CT125 trail bike, it's a remake of the old Honda 90 trail bike. They just came out with them in America and I just made a call to the Dillon Montana Honda dealer. Got the exact same answer I got when I called the Honda dealer in uh, Cincinnati. They all say, well, we've got two coming and they're both pre-bought and uh, you can't get them. So this is this trail motorcycle. It's got a, the the, uh, exhaust pipe runs up real high out the back and it's got knobby tires and it's only 125 cc's one piston it'll go about 50 55 miles an hour but it's got a big rack on the back to put all your gear there you go so my next vision is i want to ride this great divide trail which most people are doing it on uh motorcycles by the way big big bmws and stuff Okay. And then there are mountain bikers out there too. So I want to do it on one of these Honda 125s, which you could do. Wow. So uh I f somebody can find one that's available. I'll send you the money and trust that you won't spend the money and then block <laughs> me and block me on Facebook.
0: I don't know. Well, I never heard him. This is a once in a lifetime experience, and your brother Jerry wanted me to ask you how this compares to the trail you did in Spain. Well, It is,
1: uh, in many ways, very similar. Okay. It is, uh, the Camino Trail in Spain had hundreds of people every day Mm -hmm. in the flow. This is far fewer people in the flow, but I'm telling you of people that I've met that I now have seen down the line, and they are real interesting people. That's exactly like the Camino. I'm going through little towns and like Missoula, a little larger town, Uh, University of Montana is there. Dylan right here has University of Montana Western in it. Uh, About, I think, 14,000 people, if if my memory is right. Mm -hmm. So just like the Camino, you come through some of these middle-sized towns and then all of a sudden you're out there and you'll see another rider go by and you'll camp at night with people it, and there's a rhythm to it mm-hmm. and there is an adventure to it yeah and a socialness to it and mm-hmm. in that way to my brother jerry who hiked part of the camino with me it is very similar mm-hmm. and i'm drawn to both of them and another one that's very similar is the appalachian trail the continental yeah. divide trail the pacific crest trail they mm-hmm. all have a rhythm to them. There are yeah. days when you say, I need to get the hell out of here. This is mm-hmm. a stupid idea. Right. But there are goals to be set. And it the, the rhythm is the thing, man. It's like it's a rhythm. The next day comes and like, I don't know, let's see what we see today. Yeah. And then you see a golden eagle on a rock and you go, I guess that's why I'm out here. Yeah. Or you go to this battlefield and you learn more about Chief Joseph. Yeah, or you see, you go over a mountain pass, and you go, "I guess this is why I'm doing this."
0: Oh man, spectacular! Yeah, I think it's, I think it's cool. Yeah, and you you you're going to be talking about this for the rest of your life. Like, man, I did it. I, yeah, thousands yeah. of miles. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, at least hundreds, at least hundreds.
0: <laughs> well, you've done that already. Yeah, yeah. So we'll <laughs> see where.
1: You know, I'm not, I'm not guaranteeing anything. We could bail uh i don't know i really don't know and the worst right. yet is i don't know how we're getting home oh wow hey, let, me, let me close on this when mm-hmm. dr gray was thinking i I gotta really rethink whether this is something i want to be doing for the next month right we got well he got on the phone and started. now we both did we started calling rental car companies because it was a list and i mm-hmm. said i'll take these you take those no cars Oh none God. none none no cars oh, no. maybe a little car that you couldn't get one bike anywhere near mm-hmm. and then uh we started calling get this moving trucks u-haul like penske trucks u-haul we even called home depot can we run rent, rent your trucks and turn it in in cincinnati mm-hmm. said no way the the penske and u-haul trucks are designed to move all your possessions across country They cost a lot of money and the gas is expensive because they're a big kite going down a highway. Yeah. If we, we don't know how we're getting home. We may have to tie a couple bikes inside of the walls of a U-Haul truck.
0: Holy cow. You know, with 90% wasted space. There's no Amtrak on the way back to Cincinnati. If
1: you can get to um, Denver the one that goes to LA. If you can get to Albuquerque, the one that goes to San Fran. So we can get there. And if they got bike spaces, uh, that could be the out. I put my bike rack in the back of my SUV and told my wife, leave it back there because uh that worst case scenario is you may have to drive out to somewhere. And she said, now yeah, come out. Oh, really? Or I might call my, I might call my brother or I might call, uh, ask the lifeguard, Dr. Schran. Mm-hmm. I might, I might call Springer and see if they'll just get in my SUV <laughs> and drive out here and pick us up and we'll put two bikes on the bike rack.
0: So if any of our listeners out there want to come out and pick up Gene and his friend.
1: David, now you're talking. I never thought of that. <laughs> hey, I'd be happy Facebook to do Live. it facebook live
0: it'll be a contest if
1: somebody is interested when we need it we don't need it yet and deadheading heading out west to pick up our sorry butts and i got the bike rack on the back i'll pay the gas oh oh, I'll all, oh I, well of course i pay all your expenses you know stops in hot, motels and uh Woo-hoo we just need a rescue so just uh, make a comment say uh, consider me now we'll have to vet the hell out of you right yeah involved fbi fingerprinting <laughs> lie detector tests you're gonna have to pee in a jar it's a whole deal yeah. we're not just letting anybody yeah my you FBI. can't have
0: some lunatic murder no way to- <laughs>
1: no, you gotta be vetted
0: let's see uh michelle reusing says gene thanks for sharing your story Caitlin Spindler is watching, Michelle Reusing, Bert Dubrow, Ron Dole Bruner is watching.
1: Cool. Hello to all you guys. Hey, thanks very much for uh, taking an interest in this. We're not BSing what it is. You'll either be interested or you won't. And it is what it is. So, uh, all right. I got to go do my dirty laundry and uh, and then go out and get a, I don't know, probably get a medium sized pizza from the hut. It probably doesn't have, probably not a lot of sodium in it
0: right? No, no, no. It's probably all health food. Oh, health food.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're burning like 3,000 calories a day. You can eat whatever you want. That's probably true. <laughs> it's
1: probably true. It's yeah, 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 yeah. No, then that's true. I pizza. Well, I haven't had a steak yet, but it's on the list. There's, no, I'm not avoiding steaks. Uh, yeah, we're eating, by the way. <laughs> we'll go into a store. Like, I went into a store the other day, and I got... A can of uh, corn I, I love corn a can of corn a can of pineapples and a can of something else that had protein in it and and just popped them open and, and one of them <laughs> didn't have a pop top so Dr. Gray has a Swiss army knife so you're there uh, 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 cranking around
0: and we're Dragon like edge
1: we're like dudes in the korean war we just (laughs) ate them cold (laughs) ate
0: them right out of the can oh my goodness yeah you do you even have like a little stove or anything yeah i'm carrying a stove
1: and uh, and 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 we went into rei in missoula and got but the problem is you don't want to carry it's not like you know resupplying on the at where you get a week of food i don't want to carry that no. So I did get some food from REI and I've got, I got one more held back. We always have an emergency meal, right? If we have to stealth camp somewhere, we're, yeah. we're not going to go hungry. No. So uh, anyway, you know, we're, we're just grabbing stuff from grocery stores and gas stations and, and occasionally I just had lunch and had a big salad and some oh, wings. Yeah. And right. so uh, to be honest, we're mixing in foods that, uh, make sense and some that make no sense mm-hmm. and do what
0: we can do well you're not the first guys obviously that have done this so you know with your map, many many people yeah. many people and they've all done it the way i'm doing it because
1: i know and i've been talking to them and so tell how yeah. you do it
0: that's i mean it's always a good feeling when you know there's uh you know kind of a road map so, so to speak that kind of lets you know I should go this way. I should eat here, sleep here. Yeah, makes right. it a lot easier. Hey, hey I keep saying this is the last thing. Check this
1: out. This this would fit Jerry Springer and Lewis Beck. They got some guys told me they met on this uh, Great Divide mountain bike route. This this dirt path from Canada to Mexico. Mm-hmm. A group of older men. Now, I'm 78. I probably really am at the upper reaches of anybody who's out on these. And, you know, I mean, I'm going to be 80 in two years. You just like, when do you have to stop this stupid stuff? (laughs) But there was a bunch of old guys. And the guy telling me this was a mountain biker on the route. Yeah. And he said, "Uh, they didn't look anything like you. These little guys look like they would have trouble walking to a restaurant. Yeah. And they were out in the middle of the divide trail and they had a four-wheel drive truck with them supporting them
0: oh goodness when
1: and they were all riding electric mountain bikes and when they stopped they broke out a big tent multiple tents and set them up and then they had cooks cooking in the tent and then they had gas driven generators running no and they were plugging all their bikes into the generator oh, man. and then they would get up in the morning and move on so they were taking everything they needed with them on the fire roads and single tracks
0: that's funny the
1: next podcast we do with jerry springer that's what i'm going to propose he do
0: <laughs> yeah that sounds pretty luxurious
1: man, burn through some more of his money and get him to, <laughs> to do that. And the reason I want, and I'll say this with him not being here, the only reason I want him to do it is because I want to do it.
0: Exactly, exactly. Because then I get to go <laughs> on his dime. Uh, he'd probably have fun for a couple days. Yeah, he probably be. He went to Sturgis
1: and I could have been there for the full week and after two or three days, those rich guys were like, let's get out of here.
0: Yeah. All yeah. Right, okay. the novelty's worn off yeah yeah seen it checked it bucket list it's done
1: yeah it's done (laughs) all right guys uh it's fun from my side i hope people who tuned in enjoy this and uh we'll talk to you in seven days from wherever uh dr gray and i are
0: somewhere good fight gene
1: okay man somewhere south of yellowstone i think
0: yeah seven days from today peace thanks Clay. oh we're,
1: hey hey we're gonna take us out on the Jerry Springer Trio oh yeah and, and what are we singing down by the riverside down by
0: it... the riverside all right Jerry Springer Trio here it is see you next peace. time brother peace out right, see ya bye bye yeah. I'm gonna lay down my in